for me personally, I grew up in church uh, somewhat. I want to be careful when I say that. Uh, my grandmother was a Christian. I'll say that uh, I'd been to church maybe 10 times a year, something like that. But when I went home, uh, the things of God weren't really prevalent in my home life. But anytime I went to her house, whether we went to church or not, she would tell me about Jesus. Amen. And to me, it was just a story. Uh, she'd take us to Sunday school. We'd get kicked out of the thing and sent back to the main sanctuary. And we, we, we couldn't stand church. No, we hated it. I'm talking, I'm not talking about didn't like it. It was the most boring, cold, dead, dry thing I ever heard of in my life. But that all changed when Jesus came in. Amen? And I was only 13 years old when that happened. Because how do you, what are you talking about, brother? I'm talking about when it happened, I said, Nana, will you take me to church? Glory to God. Can I come to church with you today? Can I come to church with you tonight? The desires changed, amen? The born-again experience. But down the road, you find, and I don't really care who you are, about a week goes by, about four days goes by, about two weeks goes by maybe. And it is just like the heavens are shut up at some point and you are like why am I not feeling that on a constant basis that euphoria that I felt when I first accepted Christ it, it goes away at times amen it's joy unspeakable full of glory peace that passes all understanding but it's not 24 7 at times amen it should be flowing more often than it's not but this life is full of seasons, amen? And seasons, some are long, some are short, but that's neither here nor there. But seasons come and go, amen? They pass. But a lot of times our faith is tested, our faith is tried, and, and Peter said our faith is more precious than that of pure gold, amen? When you think of gold, what you may think of a ring, amen? Melissa, got, I got her a ring, hello? And... She's got three, four years worth of sermons wrapped up around her pretty little finger. But it's a precious thing. Gold is, uh, is an extremely precious commodity, but your faith is much more precious than that. But sometimes down the road with every believer at some point, be it an outward circumstance, maybe something happens to a family member, maybe something happens to a friend, maybe... People uh, criticize you for accepting Christ. But I'm here to tell you, God doesn't do, that's people, amen? People make bad choices, amen? So that's outward. That can be outward. People can hurt you terribly so. And you may say, why would God allow it? But people make bad choices, amen? We have free will, and we can make the right choice or the wrong choice, but our choices affect people. But then there's inward circumstances talking about failure. Hello? Uh, perhaps failure is the biggest trial of all. Amen? And we're going to touch on that here in a moment, but my salvation experience was dramatic. I knew that I was saved beyond the shadow of a doubt. I knew that I was going to heaven. I knew that heaven was my eternal home. Jesus said that he was making a mansion for you. And I knew that mine was getting ready. Amen? But down the road, <laughs> down the road, that kind of dwindled away. 
and I began to question, amen, and the, the pressures of this life. You see, I got saved in eighth grade summer, and I was going into ninth high school, right? And I, and I knew my friends. They were not, you know, I'm, I'm going to tell you, these little eighth graders can be a rough bunch. <laughs> it don't matter. They're young, but, but sin is sin, amen? And the things that are out there now ain't even worth talking about. They're so bad. And, but God is raising up young people that still love him, that will still walk in his way. But down the road, I, I remember saying, I said to my Nana, I said, I'm afraid that when I go back to school, I'm not going to be able to live this Christian life like I want. And it was not too long after I went back to school that I folded under the pressure. But I shared with you the experience that I had in that chapel service that day. Now, I got saved again when I was, I came back to the Lord when I was 16 because his Holy Spirit was drawing me and I, and I couldn't shake it because he don't leave, never. We leave him, he don't leave us. But I had an experience, not one, not two, but 15, thousands of experiences with God. But at some point that 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 assurance can can kind of dwindle into the shadows to where you wonder am i really saved amen did i really experience what i ex you, you you can't forget it i could never forget it i hang on to, to my experiences like you wouldn't believe but what i'm saying is is that we have to learn to live by faith amen despite all all circumstances, inward, outward, despite what people do to us, despite what happens around us, despite our physical health, despite anything, we got to learn to live by faith. Amen. This is something that the Lord's showing me every day. And I have read books, read this Bible uh, back and forth, but, but you can do that all day long. But if you don't learn to live by faith, a faith of your own, then it's insignificant. Because when you read the word of God, the whole thing points toward you having your own faith. Amen? When God created the heavens and the earth, that, that's the first verse of the Bible. In the beginning, uh, God created the heavens and the earth, etc. cetera. Uh, he didn't take time to explain it. Amen? He didn't say, I did this this way, I did that that way. No, he said, in the beginning. Amen? And we have to take that by faith. So the entire Bible, the Word of God, right at the beginning, you've got to start to take it by faith. Amen? If you're to experience it at all. at all. But ever since, well, I ain't going to go there. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there right now. But, but I will go there because it's, it's needed. It's necessary. It's where we're at as a nation. Whenever COVID, whenever coronavirus, China virus, however you want to say it, whenever that hit, everyone and their moms made a Facebook video. Hello? An Instagram video. I made one. <laughs> right? Talking about what the Lord is saying in this hour. Talking about seek God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Talking about... If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, heal their land. But never one single time did I hear someone say, 
that Jesus loves me this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Because when the rubber meets the road, it's not really your prayer life being tested or your, 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 even though it may be to a degree, I want to be careful. Your consecration can maybe be tested, of course, but your faith is what's being tested. Because if you lose your faith, you lose it all. Amen? So, can I, can I just preach from my heart here for a moment? Because I got to say this because it's so real. It's so true. This is Bible. The just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Uh, uh, so many others that I could name. Amen? We're saved by grace through faith alone and nothing else. So if we lose our faith, now, what are you talking about? How do you, where, how is that, what are you talking about? I'm not saying don't pray. Amen? I'm not saying don't read your Bible. I'm not saying don't fast. And we're going to get into it in a moment, but when your faith is in that for salvation, I'm talking your consecration, your dedication, when your faith is in that to live the life for God that you ought to live, it's in the wrong place. But when your faith is in Calvary, what he accomplished already in your place, glory to God, then you are on the right path. You are on the right road. And I understand people out here, we, the, not, I heard videos, I don't even, I, most of them were right. I'm not taking away from prayer at all. You should be in your prayer closet more than ever in your life. In this time, this, what we're in now, don't scare you at all. I don't know what will. But I'm telling you, when the prayer life fails, when you miss a day of prayer, when a day of Bible reading fails, when it falters, the cross still stands and the anchor still holds. So I'm talking about this is, this is gospel. And I have not heard one person say what I just said. And it's so simple. Now, don't get me wrong. It's out there. I'm sure someone has said it. But by and large, we've always said, seek the Lord with all your heart. Amen. But I'm talking about we need to come back to the faith that saved us. Because when you got saved, it wasn't, it wasn't your Bible reading that saved you. It wasn't that you went in a room and shut the door and prayed until something happened. Now, that can happen too. But, but it's still all by faith. Because the grace of God works through faith. Hello? By grace through faith. But I want to, I want to, before, before I go, that, see, it was his grace. I said that his grace works through faith. It does, but it's his grace that saves you. Can I say that? It's his grace, his mercy that being saved was even an option. <laughs> Hello? So your salvation, now I'm going to blow your mind right here. And, and this is... If I'm wrong in this, Lord help me, but your faith isn't the only thing that saves you. Amen? It's the blood of the Lamb. It's by the grace of God. Amen? Your faith is going to waver. Hello? Your faith is going to fumble like a football. Amen? It's going to go up and down because what I'm talking about, what did Jesus say to Peter? He said, I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. 
Not that, that, that your prayer life fail not. Not that your Bible reading fail not, because you're going to miss a day here and there. I hate to break it to you. Uh, we we want to be the most consecrated, want to be the most dedicated, want to say, I read my Bible two times in one year, or even one time one year. Brother, how much did you read yours? Or, brother, I was at the prayer meeting, and where were you? Amen. When I left the prayer meeting, you were in the, in the, in the Burger King drafter. So I'm talking about self-righteousness, but it's all by grace and faith alone. Amen. So this is this. We have to stay there. That's my point. But if you're in here and you're doubting, if you're watching and you're doubting your salvation, doubting where God is in your life, perhaps you grew up in church. And all you know is church. Amen. You don't even know another route. All you, you've been going to these altars screaming and crying and squalling your whole life. Your parents told you about Jesus every day. Read you Bible stories when you went to bed. And you may be saved 100%, but you didn't have that dramatic experience that others have had. Hello? A brother that cuts my hair um, in Charlotte right there by... Um, Spectrum Center, he has a, a, an amazing testimony, amen, and I'll share it very briefly, I will just touch on it, but long, long story short, crime went wrong, his friend ended up dying in his arms, best friend, when he was 23 years old, that's how old I am, so it hits home, and, and we've made a connection, I love this brother, because he's just a good guy, and he's, he, the first day I met him, he shared this with me, but this is how he, this had to do with his salvation. But his friend died in his arms. He's seen his friend die. Amen. Held him there. Long story short, police caught up with him. And he got saved miraculously in the interrogation room. Amen. By the grace of Almighty God. He did not know anything. One of his friends previously, not that one, but a different friend that he had, got saved, sh shared his testimony with him, told him about Jesus. Not, you can only tell some, someone so much about Jesus in one day, but he told him about Jesus. And he said, when, and he was looking at 20 years, not, I'm not talking about he stole a candy bar. I'm not talking about this, that. I'm talking about he's looking at 20 years plus. And he didn't understand anything, but again, when the gospel shared just a little bit. God can move mightily through it by the power of the Holy Ghost. But he didn't know much except what his friend told him. And God spoke to his heart in the interrogation room and said, if you will tell the truth, then I'll work out the rest. Amen. Something went wrong with his paperwork, quote unquote. And he got out for two months. Amen. In that time, he began to go to church right away. He began to get in the word right away. And he said that time, that two months went by slow, very slow. It seemed like it was forever. But he began to learn the things of God just a little bit more before he went in that prison. And he went back to the crime scene to get things that he knew where they were, he said. He went with his brother and another friend that he had. 
and he was going to make sure whatever. He was going to get something so the police didn't find it. God spoke to him right there as they pulled up and said, if you put your hands in it, I'll have to take my hands out of it. Now, he knows barely anything. But when God speaks, he speaks. And obedience is first key. You think, oh, man, well, I'll just, if God's telling me to, to shut off this movie, then it is what it is. It's, 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 I'm just going to do it. No, because disobedience leads, to, it's easier to do down the road. It leads to more disobedience. But he got out for two months. And the Lord said, if you put your hands in it, I'll have to take my hands out of it. And he trusted the Lord. And when he went into that prison, they gave him eight years. They said, when, yeah, when, uh, what was I going to say? Well, that's my thought. How does that happen? I don't get that. What was I saying? What was I saying? Yeah, they gave him eight years. But he said, this is what I was going to say. When he went into the prison, he looked at it as a mission field, he said. That was his mindset. And that whole time he maintained the faith, and he got out just three years ago. Amen. And now he's a barber. Barbers make a little bit of money. Amen. So when you follow the Lord, he'll bless you. But Jesus said in John 3, I'm going to go back to where I was in a minute. Just, just bear with me. But in John 3, that he said that the wind blows the wind it comes and it goes but you know not really where from or how amen the salvation experience can't really be explained a lot of times brother dennis because a lot of we try to put it in a jar you the way i got saved is the way you should get saved you got saved dramatic i got saved dramatically you should get saved dramatically amen now don't get me wrong over time you're gonna know it but whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't, is there any more steps than that? I don't think so. So either that's true or it's not. Now, God knows when you're sincere or not, hello? But that's what the Bible says, and God don't lie, and he can't change. So if you call on his name out of an honest heart, he will save you. But I like what someone said about what Jesus said, how the wind, it, it, it comes and goes. You, not, you don't really know how or where. He likened that to the born-again experience. You can't really explain it. It's Nicodemus said, should I go back into my mother's womb and be born again? What, what are you talking about, Jesus? I like what someone said, though. They said, when the wind blows, you can see the leaves on a tree if they're moving or not even if it's blowing gently. But if there's a hurricane, you'll definitely see it as well. But the wind is still blowing. You get what I'm saying? But how do I know that I'm saved, brother? Because the effects, amen? You can see from a hurricane the effects that it has, but they may be dramatic. And the other one may just a couple leaves fall off the tree. But... The wind was still blowing, amen? And I'm here to tell you right now that it may not be like others, but it still took place, amen? But it's invisible, amen? You can't see it. You can't explain it. You can't, you may not be able to put it into words, amen? I can't put everything into words, but all I know is this is the best thing that ever happened to me. Glory to God. But, 
It's invisible. Amen? But you'll know the fruit. Amen? When a seed, I like what the brother said too. He said when you put the seed in the ground, you hope that it will grow. But it don't just come up that moment. Sometimes you may not. I heard a brother that I know that is a man of God beyond words. I'm telling you right now. And Melissa, you were there. He said when he got saved, he didn't feel nothing. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. But he came to that altar and he believed that word and he raised his hand. Said, Jesus, would you come into my heart? And he's never been the same since. And he's preaching and teaching the word of God like you wouldn't believe. Now, of course, he didn't feel that then, but he felt that later. You may plant the seed now and not see it, but you'll see it later. Beyond the shadow of a doubt. Beyond the shadow of a doubt. I like what a brother said. Well, no, I ain't going to say that. But, but. How can you tell a man has been born again? Because they'll be poor in spirit, mourn over sin. These are things Jesus talked about in Matthew chapter 5. If you don't mourn over sin, you're not saved. Hello? If you don't thirst after righteousness, you're either not saved or you're in a weird, dangerous place that you need to get out of. Amen? But, but some say... I got genuinely saved. I know it beyond the shadow of a doubt, but I don't feel it. But that's why we're saved by grace through faith. If you, if you see the word feeling in there, please let me know what Bible you're reading or what you're smoking because it ain't there. It says by grace through faith. Now, nothing, and you got it, this is huge. Nothing can take away your salvation. Glory to God. Nothing but yourself. <laughs> Sin, we all fail. Amen? You say, brother, I failed before I walked in the door. I argued with my wife the whole right here. <laughs> Me and Melissa live one mile. I wouldn't dare live any further. <laughs> no, 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 no. But... You may sin. <laughs> and I love her. That's why I can joke like that. But you may sin. And I'm here to tell you right now that sin does not take away your salvation. Amen? If you fail, because uh, if we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the word of God. But sin, make no bones about it, takes the joy of your salvation. You cannot experience that joy with sin reigning and just dwelling in your heart because you have a sin nature still, even though you're saved, amen? And it may surprise you at first. Even though you're saved, there's, there's still sin there. There's still problems there, amen? Uh, some say it, the sin nature is eradicated, but that's not... I'm not even going to address that because it's not biblical. Just read Romans chapter 7. Paul, the godliest man that ever lived under the new covenant, wrote half of this Bible. After he was saved, baptized in the Holy Ghost. The you talk about a dramatic experience. He was saved in Acts chapter 9 in a, through a vision. And 
that was dramatic, but down the road, he tried to please God on his own, and he found that he couldn't do it. And, and like I said earlier, it's, it's like being in quicksand, trying to keep the Ten Commandments, trying to live up to that. You see, because we get this mindset, like I said today, but I'll say it again, we get this mindset that if I can just measure up, amen, then God will accept me. He'll continue to bless me. But we forget that, again, before you even got saved, you didn't even do anything. It was a miracle that took place. But sin takes the joy of your salvation or could be misplaced faith. I'm talking about why you don't feel the things of God as you should. Peace, joy, long-suffering, all this stuff. It's not, it's not flowing, amen? You're saved as can be. You don't feel it at all, but, but it's there, trust me. And when we start singing these songs, you get to tapping your foot just a little bit. You get to clapping, whatever. And if no one was here, you'd be shouting like crazy because the Holy Ghost is inside you. But when your faith is taken off of the cross, what are you talking about, brother? Faith off of... Jesus died for me. I believe that. It's more than that. Because my Bible said, Colossians 2, 14, 15, he spoiled every principality and power. He fulfilled the law. He, he, you're crucified to the world. He did the whole nine yards, brother. And it's your job. See, Jesus said, if you abide in him, then he will bear the fruit. John chapter 15. But if you try to bear the fruit, he said, without me, you can do nothing. So the moment you try to bear fruit, you're going outside of the word of God. And, 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 and that's, 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 we don't like that. Amen. We like to choose what's in the word of God and what we can have and all that. No. What it says, it says. Black and white, that's what it is. When you try to bear fruit on your own, it's against, it's opposite of the word of God, the will of God, the way of God. When you look to Calvary and know that Jesus did it for you alone and live and rest, just rest, amen, just the same way that you would, you would sit down in, in your recliner, your easy chair, whatever, and, 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 and watch TV on a Sunday afternoon after you stuffed your face. That same way, rest in knowing that Jesus did it all for me, amen. You say, but what else? Nothing. <laughs> Glory to God. Nothing else. And that's the hardest thing to learn, Brother Johnny. The hardest thing in this world. Because it's opposite of us. Amen. A lot of you in here, you work harder than 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 Don Trump before he was president. <laughs> that's all you do is work. But God, you're to rest. <laughs> you are to rest. You are to rest. You are to rest. Can't say it enough. I like the way a brother said it when you, it's like uh, being right-handed, amen, trying to brush your teeth with your left hand, amen. I encourage you, try that tonight. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> try, to, try to just do everything with your right hand. Do it left-handed. It's going to be harder. It's going to take time to learn. Walking after the Spirit is walking by faith. Because 
walking, if you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But when we struggle with the lust of the flesh, amen, and it can be sex. What? That we're people. We do that. Amen. It ain't ain't touchdown no more. But that's a big problem. It can be, it can be cussing. It can be anger and rage. You may have been, you may be in anger and rage so much that you don't even know that you're in anger and rage anymore. Because you just slammed so many doors, punched so many walls, you've, 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 you've screamed at everyone, maybe not out loud, but in your heart. And that's wrong. Because uh, Galatians 5 says that those that practice such things won't enter the, king, the kingdom of God. I could this this we could go all day long here. I'm t- that's why I said make sure you come. Not because of me, but because this is deep stuff. This is good stuff, though. This is the way to victory. But when you try to try to escape, amen, temptation, and you're struggling with something, the moment, hello, not down, not 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 a week later. I'm talking the moment that you try to get out of that on your own without looking to the Lord, author and finisher of your faith, at that moment, you made the wrong decision. And it's deceptive because we don't look at that as sin. Amen? When we talk about sin, we talk about sex outside of marriage, we talk about drinking, we talk about boozing, we talk about about, about cussing out someone, we talk about slapping someone, we talk about all that. But the truth is, when you take your faith off Christ who saved you, we're justified by faith. When you take your faith, he doesn't require much. God don't require 400 things from you because we can't do it. That's why Jesus came. So all he requires, John 3.16, is that we believe in his redemption plan. Glory to God. And then his grace begins to flow in our lives Yes, his grace saves you, but his grace will be with you in sanctification as well. Now, attempt to sanctify self. We just touched on that, but that may be why you don't feel God the way you ought, because you're trying to sanctify yourself. Uh, The moment you do that, you frustrate the grace of God. The grace of God flows on an unending basis. Galatians 2.20 through 21. said, I'm crucified with Christ. And nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, gave himself for me. That last line, can we go to that 2.20? The last line of that. I, this is Paul, the godliest man ever lived almost said, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's how he lived. And Jesus takes care of the rest. The next verse, verse 21, I do not frustrate the grace of God. What is the grace of God? The goodness of God. Every good thing he has for you. He has, I want you to get this here tonight, he has gifts for you, has blessing for you, does not wish any harm on you. God is your father. Amen. God has great things for you, not just little things to get you by. He has great things for you and a will for your life. But 
his grace, his goodness. That's what grace is. That's what, when you, when you really get down to it, uh, it's his favor, his goodness given to undeserving people, people that don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. He does this whole thing that he may get the praise, that he may get the glory, that he may get the honor that he so deserves. But his grace can be frustrated in our lives when we take our eyes off the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We just read that. Now let me tell you what grace is not. Grace is not, and I don't even need to say this right now, but grace is not an excuse to live how you want. Amen? Everyone in here. Now, now, what are, what are you talking about? Doing that which is contrary to the word of God. Oh my goodness, God's so good, he'll just cover my sin. You want to sin. Amen. You want to live in rebellion. You want to not walk the ways of God. That's what you want to do. Uh, that ain't going to work if you want to live for God. But if you want to live for God and you change your mind, he'll take you back. Amen. But it's, it's everyone in here is under grace or law. Romans 6.14, uh, sin shall not have dominion over you. Never didn't say you'd never sin again, but it said it won't have dominion, dominate you. Amen. Uh, we used to grow up, growing up, we used to play a little ball here and there. A whole lot, really. But if you couldn't play ball up, up being from New York, where I was from, it was kind of, well, what are you doing? Why are you at the park right now, you know? But, but we would play pickup games. And we would have two captains. The, usually the best brothers there would be captains. And it was always the best thing in the world when you pick wrong, then, then you're, and it happens so quick. There's like 10 people there. You pick one, all right, they pick one better. You pick one, they pick the better guy. You got to pick wisely. And if you didn't, then one team would be stacked against the other. And we'd just run all over them, amen? Just, just dominate. So I'm not talking about you're never going to sin again. That's not Bible. But the Bible does say sin won't have dominion over you. It won't dominate your life. You won't be under its bondage. You won't be under its dominion. Satan will have no foothold in your life. That's the will of God. Amen? That's what God wants. To where you, as far as you know, there's nothing in your life that is open sin. That's the will of God. There's a difference in the kid that, 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 that blows it. That that goes to, if one of my youth came to me, said, Brother Terrence, I blew it. And I took a couple shots last night. Something stupid like that. As dumb as that is, there's a difference if you say, if you're sitting there crying in my office saying, I made a stupid decision. Rather than the kid out here that just comes on a, comes to church here and there and is out here doing whatever he wants. There's a big difference in that. But the will of God is that sin wouldn't have dominion over your life. Your life. Now, we gotta we gotta I gotta get moving here. Through faith. Amen. I could we could probably stop now, but I'm gonna just touch on this very, very briefly. Through faith. By grace, through faith. Not of yourselves, though. Hello. Now, this is deceiving what I'm about to say. It can be deceiving. He didn't say the um, he didn't say a mighty amount of faith. Hello, 
now I'm going to get, this is going to hit home. This is what the Lord's been showing me. This is what blew my mind when I first came across it because I've heard this verse preached hundreds of times. I've heard faith talked about hundreds of times, and, and, but we kind of gloss over it. How your faith, and, and some preach your faith is going to do great things. You're, you can't do anything. If you have great faith, it's still the grace of God that is going to move that mountain. Amen? Because it's not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord, no matter what the situation. So I can have all this great faith, but if God don't do it by his Spirit, you say, brother, I'm believing God for a mansion over there on Lake Norman. That ain't, if that ain't the will of God, it don't matter what you believe. So we use our faith, the church does, a lot to get things. That ain't what this is. But if your faith is the size of a mustard seed, then you could move mountains if it's in the right place. Glory to God. Because it's Jesus that does it. Amen? It's Jesus that does it alone. Amen? No one else but Jesus can move your mountain. Glory to God. But if... But he's that powerful that he don't need your powerful faith. But he needs just a little bit of faith because that's how, that's the only way he can legally work is through what he did at the cross. So when you put your faith in that for victory, when you put your faith believing that he overcame in the death and resurrection of Christ, when you believe that that was enough for your sin, when you believe that was enough for your salvation, when you believe that was enough for your sanctification, I promise you the victory on the authority of the word of Almighty God will be yours. Glory to God. This, this is, this is, I know that this is getting somewhere. Amen? This is, this is crazy because I don't hear people preach on things that hit home with people. We got a lot of preachers out here like to just shout the house down, tear it up. And they leave and go to Denny's or wherever they go to. And people are excited for two, three hours after the service. But when, when, the, when the, 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 the buck, when the rubber meets the road, I got to get it. I'm, I'm human. I'm, I'm human. But when the rubber meets the road, brother, just like if you burn the wheels on a Camaro, when the rubber meets the road at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, though the brother preached so good, though everyone in there shouted their shoes off, though everyone in there was a million bobby pins everywhere, the scrunchies were on the floor, all this other crazy stuff, despite all that, People ain't changed. Amen? Because I'm talking about this gospel will change your life if it's preached in the right context. But when we're out here just preaching and preaching and preaching that your faith, your faith, your faith can do all this stuff, then you can boast in your faith. Amen? But he said, not of works, not of yourselves, lest any man should boast. Amen? The only thing we can boast in, Galatians 6.14, is the cross of Christ. Amen? That alone. So I'm talking about faith here this, this, this tonight. Amen? Amen? So 
are you following me? Because you may say, Brother Terrence, am I, do I have enough faith? Amen. Is that why I'm struggling here tonight? Because I don't feel like I don't have, I feel like I don't have enough faith. I feel like I'm not sincere enough. Amen. I didn't have the dramatic experience. But I'm here to tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, God will move mountains. He will work miracles. You will have your little heart changed. You don't need to go to bed tonight all torn up. You don't need to go to bed tonight all worried and scared because, oh, my Lord, my faith was shaken a little bit. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, then he will change your heart in life. Amen. Glory to God. This is Bible. Amen. I said, some of you in here, you need mountains moved, amen, because you just, you just ain't living where you, where you know God has called you to live, but if you'll put your faith where it belongs, if you'll put your trust in Jesus alone for everything, then you will see a change take place, amen, and if you don't have a mighty experience, amen, because I told you my little experience I had, it was the greatest thing ever happened to me, I'll never forget it, long as I live, but I'm here to tell you, if you don't have that, you can rest assured that Jesus died in your place, you can rest assured that the cross is enough, you can rest assured that, that my sins are gone at last, I'm talking about assurance here tonight, I'm talking about a God that's real, amen, now I, t I talked about how you may not feel nothing, but we don't serve a dead God, hello, we don't serve no Allah, no Buddha, no none of that, we serve a God in heaven that holds the world in his hands. We serve a God in heaven that's real. We serve a God in heaven that can do anything. We serve a God in heaven that has an unlimited supply. We serve a God in heaven that is your father. And that he will give the Holy Spirit if you ask. You shall receive. We read a living word. So when you believe the living word, he's going to move. Glory to God. Though your faith falter, though your faith stagger, though you stumble, though you fail, if you believe God just a little bit, he can work miracles. Glory to God. I'm talking miracles. So it ain't your mighty faith. It ain't mine. But that should, that should take a burden off your back, brother. Because you're saying, brother, what do you mean I just got to believe a little bit? And I can have the joy of my salvation restored. I can walk in sanctification. I can have the joy of the Lord all over my life. That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm saying that there ain't nothing that's not possible when you have faith in your Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Are you getting what I'm talking about? I said, the song said, we are able to go up and take the country. Possess the land from Jordan to the sea, though the giants may be there our way to hinder. Our God has given us the victory. Glory to God. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. You may feel more dead than a zombie. You may feel more dead than a mummy. You may feel more dead than a fish that's out of water. But I'm here to tell you that if you'll have faith the size of a mustard seed, and I looked it up, that's small. Amen. Jesus could have said this, this, what an apple seed, whatever. But he said a mustard seed. That's small. 
but in the hands of a big God. Glory to God. It will change everything. Your heart and the hearts of others. This is crazy stuff. I'm telling you, this is the God that we serve. So when we walk around all beat up, wondering if we're going to make it, oh, brother, we're going to church again. That ain't the will of God for your life. Amen. You got to snap out of that stupid stuff and get your eyes on the one who died in your place because he is God. Somebody ought to give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place. We're talking about the God we serve. I don't boast in me. I don't boast in our president, though I love him. I don't boast in Lakeside Church. I don't boast in how much I read my Bible. Amen. I don't boast that I didn't miss the prayer meeting. But I boast in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by which I was crucified unto the world. He did it for me. He did it for you. Brother Avon, and if we miss that, it don't matter what we got right. And I'm sorry, but if, if, if we vote the right way and the one we want gets in office, that's great. But your faith, amen, is it in the right place? Amen. That, 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 that's a huge thing, but, but your personal walk with God does not depend on who's in office. Because even if the wrong person got in the office, even if you lived in a third world country, I've been to a third world country where if you, they don't even have a door on their house. Amen? They, don't, they have like two pesos, and that's it. They don't have paved roads. Hello? They don't. They have nothing. But even people with those circumstances, Brother Avon, can rejoice in the Lord their God because there's a joy in their soul that can't be purchased with money, can't be purchased with silver, can't be purchased with gold. But when you have faith, you can have peace that passes all understanding. You can, you can have a river that's flowing in your soul. Over there, they don't got AC. <laughs> They don't. Whatever it is outside, it's twice that inside. And they could be whining and moaning. Melissa liked the AC on like 40. <laughs> I can't stand it. But I like it a little bit warmer. Amen? But these are our problems in America. Do you want steak or do you want ribs for dinner? Don't, I don't know. I'll have whatever you have. And then it's just, bang, just blew up because you didn't answer. So these are our problems in the states. Do you want steak or do you want ribs? Their problems are my house may be blown up before I get up in the morning. I may be kidnapped for my faith. So we're talking about faith. Faith, faith. What does the world call us? They call us believers. Amen? Believers, not doing all this religious stuff. We believe something. Amen? We believe Jesus is the son of the living God. We believe that he died on the cross for our sins. We believe that he's coming back again. Amen? We don't just gather and sing these pretty little songs for no reason. We believe this. 
and he is coming back on a silver cloud from glory, and he's going to take me away. Amen. Glory to God. Those who that believe in a post-tribulation rapture, they're going to be happy they were wrong. Because when they wake up in glory, <laughs> glory to God, when they wake up in glory, they're going to be shouting then. They're going to be shouting happy then. Glory to God. Because when we walk those streets of gold, the stupid little things we went through on this earth, and not demeaning them because we go through real stuff. But when we get our eyes on the prize, when we get our eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ as we ought to, everything else doesn't even matter because this life is a dress rehearsal for eternity. We're here for a short time, brother. And I'm here to tell you that now is the time to get ready. But it's by his grace through faith. So many say, get ready, get ready, get ready. So people try to pray for a week straight, and then they fail, and they're like, oh, this is terrible. You don't got to do that. You got to place your faith in Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins. That alone, that's how you get saved. That's how you stay saved. Amen. That's how you walk in victory. Someone say, oh, brother, you got to read my book. I'll burn that book to nothing, and I'll still be saved. Glory to God. Not because of your book, but because of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you right now, thank God that it's this way. Thank God that it is what it is. Because if it wasn't, Brother Terrence Passmore would be gone. You wouldn't even never knew who I am. Amen. I would have been, I don't even want to know where I would have been. I know where the people that I was with, I know where they are. Some are dead. Most are in jail. Most others are, they don't even know what they're doing. They're doing dope. No lie. But by the grace of almighty God, I'm standing here only because of his grace. But if it was a way other than faith, I may not be standing here, but it's by faith alone. And if I don't lose my faith, I win. Glory to God. I said, singers and musicians, you can come up. What are you saying, Brother Terrence? I'm saying tonight that you may not, you may be in a dark valley. You may be in, in, a, in a Psalm 23, going through the valley of the shadow of death. But at the end of the day, if you believe, amen, the devil may be beating you up like, like worse than Mike Tyson would. But if you still believe, you win every single time. Glory to God. Because it was the cross and the resurrection that secured your salvation. It was the cross and the resurrection that, that, that declared that the devil has no more place in your life. Amen. It was the cross, the resurrection that declared you ain't going to hell. Amen. The devil tell you you're going to hell. Your mind, you failed, you sinned. Your God has, has cast you out. But Jesus says, if you will just believe me, I will keep my word. Glory to God. Would you stand with me here tonight? I don't know what they have here tonight, but these altars are open. Amen. And if you want to come and just declare your faith, tell the devil, Lord, I still believe. Tell the devil, Lord, I'm going through with Jesus. Say, Lord, I'm going through with you alone. I don't care what it is. I, I, I messed up. I failed and all that. But still, I believe. 
And I promise you, if you believe the right way, he will see you through. Amen. Would you guys sing And as they do, these altars are open here tonight. Oh. 
suffer for so long. People have abused, so to speak, or used the love of God for the wrong reason to live in sin. But that ain't what it is, amen? But due to that, sometimes we, we, we don't just rest in his love because his love as he's your father, you're his child. The same way, if you're a father in here, I know there's some fathers in here, you love your child, God loves you the same way, amen? Just like that, we can rest in that, despite the fact people use the love of God to do whatever they want. That ain't what we're talking about. We're talking about those who truly want this life for God. They want to live this life for God. We can rest in his love alone, amen? So that's what we need to do in these times we're living in. Don't get away from his love, amen? By grace, through faith. Heavenly Father, we thank you for those here tonight. Lord, I pray that you would make this so real to them, how that it's by grace through faith. Your grace will always be there, even if we have just a little bit of faith in the right object, which is your redemption plan. And Lord, we are going to believe right now. Lord, forgive us and cleanse us for looking to other things. Lord, wash us in your precious blood that was shed just for us, that we might be saved. Forgive us of every single sin that we've committed, those that we know we've committed and those that we don't even know we've committed. Lord, I ask that you would just forgive us and cleanse us. Bring assurance to that heart that needs it here tonight. Let them know that you are with them and that you love them and you have not left them, but that you will be with them forever. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Why don't we put our hands together here tonight? Brother Jason and Summer, they'll be back. Uh, they'll be here for Wednesday night service. No more of you Monday, tomorrow night. But I just pray, go your way, be blessed. Look at these, these precious truths of the word of God for yourself. And uh, we will see you this Wednesday. Sing that chorus on our, as we leave this place here tonight.